Welcome everyone to today's call with me, Michelle Mayur, and my special guest uh, co-author, Andrea Beadle from the UK. Today we're going to be speaking on a topic of permission to be yourself. And this is going to apply particularly to women around the pre-menopause, perimenopause kind of age and uh, menopause and post-menopause. This is a very uh, significant time in our life, not you know for the hot flashes and things that we're traditionally associated with at the time of menopause, but for the psychological and emotional changes that we go through as well. So it's going to be a very, very interesting call. Andrea wrote a beautiful chapter in my book, Embraced by the Divine, and her chapter is called uh, Listening to the Voice Within. So there's a lot of listening to the voice within that will be contained within this call today. So just to let you know a little bit about me, uh, Michelle Mayur, I'm the compiling author of Embraced by the Divine, the Emerging Woman's Gateway to Power, Passion and Purpose. And I co-create transformational energetic shifts in people, especially women who are ready to make a bigger difference in the world. I assist people to dissolve limiting beliefs and energetic blockages so they can step fully into their power, passion and purpose. And you can find out more about the book at uh, embracedbythedivine.com. And I'm the founder of the Heal the Healer community and my private healing practice in Melbourne, Australia is Angel Wings Healing. Uh, it's angelwingshealing.com. So the book itself is uh, a very inspirational book. The authors, uh, the co-authors in the book are all very raw and authentic and vulnerable in the sharing of their stories in the very deliberate way of inspiring you that if these women can have gone through all the challenges and traumas that they have and still get through to the other side and not only survive it but thrive it then you can too that's you know that there's no excuse nothing that you can make in your life that can prevent you from fulfilling your life purpose from living your dreams accept your limiting beliefs and this is part of the inspiration of today's talk and also of the book itself giving you a lot of very practical ways of moving you beyond self-limiting beliefs and ideas and energetic blocks so uh, you can if you're listening via the webcast screen you can see the direct links through to the embrace by the divine website you can also claim a free gift as an opt-in gift and depending when you're listening to the, this call, you can either pre-order the book or the book itself will launch in Kindle form on the 10th of December, uh, that's US Eastern Time, and on the 21st of January for the soft cover launch as well. So just clicking through to the website, you'll see what stage of the process that we're up to with the book. So um, I'd just like to tell you a little bit about what Andrea will be talking about before I give you the formal introduction to her. Uh, she says that in the lead up to menopause, it's a time in a woman's life where she can find herself really examining the purpose of her life. We spend so many years of our lives being who we think we should be, but as we get older, the cracks can begin to show. We begin to look for solutions outside of ourselves and may even do crazy things like give up everything to travel or maybe even experience a breakdown or divorce or health issues. For some of us, all of the above. 
Eventually, menopause leads us to a phase where the only solution is to go within and follow the truth of our hearts. Wayne Dyer calls this the afternoon of your life. For women, many of the things that were previously important fall away or disappear and personal growth becomes a huge driving force. We often find ourselves looking for our purpose and more meaning in our lives. And she knows that was the case for her and I know that was the case for me as well. And it was a journey that catapulted Andrea in, uh, that Andrea was catapulted into without much warning or preparation. So she'll be talking about the symptoms of having lost herself, the process of transformation, about knowing who you are and finding your truth, and also the gifts of menopause. So just to let you know a little bit more about Andrea, she's contributed a beautiful chapter, the Listening to the Voice Within chapter and Embraced by the Divine. And she has has been a successful career woman in her 40s. But in 2010, Andrea found herself facing a midlife crisis of monumental proportions when she suddenly found herself facing surgical menopause. Like many women coming into midlife, the cracks in her life were already showing, but her health concerns meant that she had to really confront the truth of who she was being. She embarked on a profound journey of personal and spiritual development, which helped her uncover all the ways in which she had hidden her truth for so long. Finding her purpose and starting a business to empower and inspire the lives of other women was a huge part of that transformation. She believes that starting a business is one of the most profound journeys of personal and spiritual transformation that you can ever undertake and that your business will only grow as fast as you're willing to grow yourself and that you can have all the skills in the world but if you don't believe you can succeed, you won't. And I totally echo those sentiments that Andrea uh, has expressed. Helping women who want to change the world Andrea now supports other women to step into their truth, find their purpose and make a difference through their businesses without compromising their integrity. And her website is andreabeadle.com. I'll just spell that for you. It's A-N-D-R-E-A-B-E-A-D-L-E.com. And if you're listening on the webcast, you can click through on the link which says Andrea Beadle's website and it will take you straight to her website. So, with all of that, now I would like to welcome Andrea to the call. Welcome, Andrea. Thank you. Really pleased to be speaking with you, Michelle. And it's a pleasure to have you. I've been really looking forward to this call today because I know it's going to be a really juicy one and I know it's going to give a lot of women around that menopausal age that uh, those aha moments oh is that why this has all come up now is that why I've been feeling this way mm-hmm. and also an understanding of what it is post-menopause that becomes most important to do in your life so mm-hmm. Andrea just looking back what were your experiences of not being yourself um, you know when you had to go through this surgical menopause period Mm. Gosh, I mean, it it started way back, you know, from from a really small girl because my my experience was that um, there there was lots of 
uh, I had lots of abandonment issues, you know, my, my parents breaking up, my mum remarrying and, and divorce again. And, you know, that just seemed to be a real theme in my life. And I think I learned from really, really young that actually if I just worked out what people wanted and gave it to them, then they would like me and they wouldn't leave me. So Ooh, my yeah, whole life... <laughs> I mean, they're, they're a gift associated with that because you have to be able to read people really, really quickly. And, and that's you know, where the, or, or the intuitive side comes from. But at, at the time, I didn't really realise that was what was going on. So, so really looking back, you know, I can see that the whole of my life, I was just a people pleaser. And so I suppose I, I just got to a stage in, in my 40s where you know, I really didn't know what I wanted anymore. Um, after the birth of my son, it, it really it really intensified, and all I really knew was that I didn't want this anymore. I just I, I wanted to be there for him, um, and I knew all, all I really knew was I wanted to be able to walk into school every day, and I didn't want to be doing what I was doing anymore. So so I think um, the the kinds of experiences and symptoms that people probably feel about that as just that whole doing things for everybody else you know looking after everyone else and, and not really having any time for yourself not really even knowing what you want to do when you have got time for yourself you know would, would be would be a big one looking back yeah that's something especially you know with women um, who raise children that the kids take so much time and focus and energy that we tend to lose ourselves in the process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our needs, our our wants, our desires, our dreams tend to get put on the back burner. And, yeah. of course, often the time of uh, menopause coincides roughly with the time that the kids are starting to, uh, you know, almost be ready to leave home, that, mm-hmm. you know, we, we don't have to put as much focus and attention onto them because they're starting to leave uh, sort of more independent lives mm. so that's um yeah it, it, this time is very important for us being able to refocus and ask ourselves the question of well who am i what mm. is my identity what do i want and i went through that process as well and you know there was a time when i, I felt i don't know who i am yeah, you know i put totally. so much effort just like you into pleasing others mm. that i lost myself in the process i wasn't pleasing myself so, yeah, it's yeah. a really, really important time. So were, were there any periods in your life where you did, like, some crazy things or you, you found yourself looking outside of yourself for the solutions before you started on your really deep inner journey? Yeah, I suppose uh, my, the, the, the the biggest thing that I did was actually, it was only in my late 20s, but, but I guess, you know, I'd been, there, there was always something missing in my career um and after a breakup i i gave up a really successful job um sold everything that i owned and i and i went traveling um so hence hence me saying that that's very often something that people do you know we we start start to do things like that because you know we know that we, we know that what we're doing isn't what we want. So we're sort of looking elsewhere and travel was really important for me. And I actually went traveling with a man who later became my husband and the father of my, my son and we're, we're still together. So, you know, for, for me that, that was 
that was a, a, a fortunate experience, but I, I did give everything up. Um, I also retrained. I, I went off to university when when I was a bit older, and that's something that I see a lot of people doing. They, they look, they, they suddenly decide that they don't want to do what they're doing anymore and retrain and go off and do something different. And that, that seems to be something that a lot of women do in their 40s. Um, so they're probably the, the, the key things that I did. But I still ended up finding myself sort of trapped in a job that didn't really fulfil me. And I suppose ultimately what what I think about that now looking back is that the thing that's missing is your calling. Yes. And in order to find your calling, often you just have to be still and quiet and... Yeah be away from the busyness so that those nudgings of your soul can Mm. actually be heard because until you heed those nudgings of your soul you're not going to rest you're not going to find that happiness no matter what you maybe purchase materially or you Mm. know to do in your life if there's that unfulfilled soul yearning it will keep getting stronger and stronger and it seems to be that menopause is one of those times where it gets increasingly loud Yes, and and what you said about um, the, uh, I think you said something about purchasing things. You know, I, I think very often, particularly women, end up using buying things as a way to kind of fill that fill that hole. You know, the the, the hole that that is is there, the the thing that's missing. Or we can use food to do that. So you know, we, we either end up buying loads of stuff that we don't really want and, and end up with this wardrobe full of things that we look at later and think, well, why on earth have I got, got these things? Because they don't really fill fill the need that we don't actually know what that need is. Um, that, that's right. You just get that little temporary buzz when you buy something mm. and then the buzz is gone and, yeah, yeah. Well, don't really need that, didn't really like it that much anyway. Absolutely. So. Yeah, and, and I didn't go down this route, but, you know, that's, and, and again, that's that's what happens when, I, I think, when people go off and, and have affairs and things like that because it's just that, you know, looking, looking outside for for that sort of buzz and that excitement. Yeah, definitely, and and yet, you know, you and I know, and I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to the call will know too, that those things are only superficial on the outside. Mm. That the real, the real work that needs to be done for fulfilment is turning within. So, yes. I, I know that you uh, have had three surgeries in short succession. So that that's huge in itself. Mm-hmm. And that for you, that triggered an intense period of introspection and, and learning. So what were your biggest lessons during that time of deep introspection? Mm, gosh. Um, well, it was an intense time because I'd, 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 been, um, I'd been unwell for quite a while. I had really terrible period trouble and I didn't really understand what was going on it just it got worse and worse and worse until one day I I read an article picked up this article and I read it and I thought goodness me that's that's exactly what was happening with me and it was I I had chronic endometriosis so the the first surgery was the diagnosis and we'd been hoping for a second child but when the I just remember when the consultant came in and gave me the diagnosis and he just looked at us and said, there's, there's no way 
that you're having another child you know it's a miracle that you've got the one that you have mm. and um was was really suggesting very radical surgery straight away because the 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 whole of um that the whole of my pelvic area was just all stuck together and um so it needed dealing with fairly urgently and i i really found myself just catapulted into sort of the depths of despair feeling really sorry for myself just wallowing and and and, and feeling terrible but after a few weeks of that and and doing an awful lot of research you know we, we kind of go into that that mode where we're just trying to find things out you know i just found myself one day suddenly feeling do you know what you know this isn't the way to this isn't the way to deal with this and and it was almost as if i i just snapped out of it um and went into a different phase which was really about I really started exploring all of the holistic therapies and I probably sampled you know, pretty much every single holistic therapy that you can imagine in in a, a very short space of time because I was I, I was thinking to myself, I can fix this. You know, I must be able to fix it. Um but ultimately I remember somebody saying to me, you know, there's there's no good you fixing things superficially you need to deal with what is at the heart of the illness or it will just come back absolutely and that i think was was a huge turning point for me because i then started looking at well what is this illness telling telling me and it was really all about um it, it was all about um being disempowered all of the things that um, that I've since been working on and, and have come to believe about, you know, not being yourself, about sort of covering everything up and and just um, losing your identity, and and that became quite powerful for me. So um, I think that was really really the turning point. I'm not sure if that even answered your question because I've forgotten what the question was now. Yeah. Oh, was it just, you know, what were your biggest lessons during this time, you know, when, yeah. when you had to, you were forced, you know, to yes. have this period of introspection. Yeah. yeah look, you know, that that's so important and it, you know, it was obviously an incredibly powerful time for you to come to those realisations of what had been underlying the, mm. uh, the endometriosis and the blessing in that if you you look you know if you turn it around is actually that that's become the trigger for the kind of work that you do now with mm. empowering women if you hadn't okay. had that really practical experience if you like uh, of coming to the realization of the ways in which you'd been disempowered as the people mm. pleaser etc over the years then you wouldn't have had that impetus to start the business and mm -hmm. so many women who've benefited from the work that you do already wouldn't have had that opportunity to work with you so yeah, sometimes the the most painful things and tra traumatic things that we go through in life can be what actually turns into our greatest blessing and of course that's Absolutely. one of the themes in Embraced by the Divine that comes through with a number of the the co-author chapters mm -hmm. so yes thank you for sharing that and you know for me I had um, uh, pneumonia back in 2004 and it took the doctors a long time to diagnose that it was actually pardon me, pneumonia by the time they did 
I was so sick I was basically just about to to die and within 24 hours I had my near-death experience luckily I was in hospital at the time but for me then I had a three-month period where when I was out of hospital I was way too weak to work or do anything so I just converted my healing room into a convalescence room and I would Mm -hmm. spend hours at a time in there just lying on a mattress on the floor and going deep within and you know working through some of the stuff that had had created that within me and obviously mm. a part of it for me was the the death of my soulmate a few weeks before I developed pneumonia because I had absolutely no way of processing the mm. the grief I had no no resources that I could draw upon to process the grief so it was an incredibly powerful time for me but it also gave me that that insight and that grounding into how to help other people going through extreme grief and you know to have that real compassion and empathy from a a place of realness rather than just from a theoretical background of what you know grief would would feel like to someone who's just lost their soulmate you know so Mm -hmm. yeah the 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 blessings are in uh, some of our our toughest experiences in life so absolutely what about, um, you know, you talk about finding your purpose and for pretty much everyone, everyone seeks to find their purpose and mm-hmm. often that doesn't come until later in life. Um, but And you talk about finding your purpose as being a huge part of this journey um, generally. So what advice can you give women who are feeling that they want to find their life purpose, that they really don't know um, what it is at the moment, um, and how how can they go about? You know, what what initial steps would you advise mm. to really start to move towards your life purpose? Mm. Well, it's it's interesting because um, I I've done a lot of work in terms of life purpose with people, and I see it almost as two levels. So. Some of the work that I do is really helping people just to examine the themes in their life, to examine the things that they've done, the experiences that they've been through. The, so we, we're talking about how our experiences empower us to, to be able to work with people at, at, at that deep level because we just have that real depth of understanding of what people are going through. So, so looking at your life, from that perspective can be quite useful and there's a number of processes that I use sort of that I talk about gathering up the the pieces of your puzzle uh, of, of the puzzle of your life and uh, our early life we we move from one thing to another we we perhaps change jobs we, we go through all sorts of learning experiences and it's almost like we throw the pieces of the puzzle behind us because we don't need those anymore when we move on but it's only when you get to this phase where you're really trying to work out how everything fits together that you you almost have to go back and pick all of those pieces up because you realize that they're part of the bigger picture that you hadn't realized before so it's it's all of your attributes it's all of your skills your passions your loves the things that you'd love to do as a child you know there are so many things that it can be that if you've thrown all of those pieces away and forgotten about them that there's very often something missing so there's that process but the biggest piece which you know I've only really come to the realization in probably the last year or so is that your life purpose is to be yourself 
Um, Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. that's not what most people would think of first off. The, you know, uh, people think, oh, I might want to be President of the United States or win a Nobel Peace Prize mm. or something, you know, hugely important that changes the face of humanity. But yeah, first and foremost, yes, to be yourself is, is amazing. Mm. And, and I think that that's the piece about menopause. You know, we... As, as we said earlier, we, we forget who we are. We have all of these labels, you know, mother, um, daughter, um, whatever our jobs have been. And, and we, we just have all of these, these labels and badges that we wear. And when gradually we take them off, like the children leave home and you, you, you have to redefine yourself. You, know, you you just then find yourself having to to do to dig into well who am I, and and ultimately the I, I think the most important thing is is just to look at well what do I love to do you know what what makes me happy what fills me with joy because if you do things from that place then you light up and you can inspire and uplift other people around you. So for those of you who are are in that place of searching for, oh my gosh, what's my purpose? Although it was the second thing I came to, you know, the first thing is is just be yourself. You know, who 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 are you? What do you love to do? And do more of that. Perhaps there's something that you did as a as a child or a young yes. adult that you love to yes. do and you haven't done. For me, one of the things that I did um as a teen I used to love pottery. And so in my 40s, this was when I when I was going through all of this surgery and recovering, I wanted to do something that took me back to that time when I was really happy. And and I started I started doing pottery classes. You know, I started drawing again and just picking up things that I'd forgotten that I loved. And so I yeah, think that's, that's a really that's good. That's so important. I've, I've often advise people you know if they're talking to me about well I don't know what my life purpose is how do I find it blah 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 one of the things I suggest is well what were you passionate about when you were a child mm. what did you just love doing because yes. often that's part and parcel of the sole, um, sole purpose for me I used to totally adore doing craft work I do all these beautiful uh, pieces of craft work and I've, I've still got a number of them and then of course you know other things take over university blah mm. blah blah and I haven't sort of done the craft work but I've discovered that for me I, I feel an enormous sense of satisfaction when I'm creating things of beauty so mm. whether it manifests as artwork whether it manifests as craft work whether it's creating things of beauty in my garden through you know tending my garden um, whether it's creating a beautiful book, as long as I'm creating something of beauty, that gives me an enormous amount of soul satisfaction. Mm. So for me, that was a realization that part of my life purpose, apart from being authentically me, is to create things of beauty. Yes. And to create beauty in people's lives too, not just in, uh, surround myself with beauty, but to create the, the beauty or to facilitate people creating more beauty in their own lives. Mm. Yes, yeah, and it's finding those themes, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So I, I believe that you've got a short healing 
process um, to help us connect with our authentic selves, which, uh, you mm. know, as you're saying, it's one of the, the steps in really you know, finding your, your life purpose is just to be yourself. So would you like to, to lead us through that? Yes, certainly. Um, I, I work quite intuitively, so I haven't got anything prepared. It's just going to be what, <laughs> whatever comes up. But we'll 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 do a short, um, a short session with the intention that it really is about just connecting you back in with yourself and your and and your life life purpose. You know, starting starting you off on that route. Beautiful. Okay, lovely. Okay, so just want to close your eyes. Put your feet on the ground if you're if you're sitting in a chair, and if you're lying down, that's fine too. You can just put your soles of your feet on the bed. And just imagine that you've got roots growing out through the soles of your feet and deep down into the earth, really grounding you. One thing that I like to do for, for some people that um, struggle to get grounded is to just imagine a almost like a tail coming out of your tailbone, a cord going down into the earth as well. Just really feel grounded in your body. just take gentle breaths and as you breathe out at the end of each breath just take a very slight pause almost like the stillness between the exhale and the inhale in that moment is stillness you should feel your mind just emptying in that moment and now imagine any energy in your body that just feels heavy or tight just draining down into your legs out through the roots into the earth to be neutralized any tensions any anxiety just let it all drain away and where you still feel any tension in your body just Gently breathe into that area. Send your breath into that area. And you might just want to put your hand on your heart. And now see golden light coming down through the ceiling. And just pouring round the outside of your body bathing you in a golden light.
And now see it just coming down through the top of your head and into all of the spaces where that heavy energy has drained from. Where any tension and anxiety is in your body, just see that golden light filling up that space and flushing any remaining heaviness out through your feet into the ground. And now just take a couple of deep breaths. Just really feel into your heart. I like to think of the heart as the seat of your soul. your connection with the divine and your inner knowing. Just feel your breath as you inhale Feel it passing through your heart. And as you exhale, just feel the love from your heart just flooding through every cell in your body. As you feel into your heart, just Feel how beautiful you are, how beautiful your life and your soul are. Perhaps your heart has a message for you. might feel what it's trying to say to you. You might hear or see it. What's it trying to tell you? You deserve happiness. And the most powerful way to bring it into your life is to be a source of it. Love yourself. Even if at first that feels uncomfortable or unnatural. Your life purpose is to be yourself.
And that starts with loving yourself. And loving who you are. Perfect child of the universe. there are children in your life, think about how you look at them and now feel that love for yourself from the universe. Your purpose, your mission is to just be more of you. And to share your love. And to do that you need to fill yourself up first. By loving yourself. By doing things that make you happy. And whenever you feel stressed or anxious. Take yourself back through this process. It only takes a few moments. Dissolves away any stress and anxiety. Just take a few seconds to feel how loved you are. Now fill your heart up full with love. And send that out energetically to your loved ones and to the world. Send that out as far as you can. Now allow some of that love to return back to yourself. All of that love you have for others, redirect some of that back to yourself. Now just feel that golden light just filling the last of any empty spaces and going back up into the ceiling. And those roots coming back up through your feet. And then just ask your spirit to come fully into your body and to stay with you for the rest of the day.
And as you do that, you should feel almost like a deepening, a sense of peace. And then when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Wow, that was incredible, Andrea. The, from the moment you started the intention to start the, the meditation, I felt the very strong energies coming through. There were very strong energies with us throughout the session, and I, I felt quite emotional at certain times. I was seeing this violet ray of transmutation as a, a wash in my visual field, so that was an extremely powerful and potent process. So, And I know it was guided from the higher realms, let's say, um, mm. and it was coming through you absolutely beautifully. It was totally perfect for for what we needed. So thank you so much, Andrew. That was just lovely. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, I, I think enjoyed that, it too. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody benefited. I know I benefited from it, and I'm sure everybody else listening to the call will, will benefit as well. And, of course, it doesn't matter whether you listen to the live call or to the replay. The energies come through just as strongly on the replay as they do in the live call. Absolutely. Uh, and, yeah, so it's something that maybe it's a little bit woo-woo to explain to people, but you, you can definitely feel the energies just as strongly on the replay. So, Andrew, I think that brings us to the end of the call for today. Thank mm. you so much for being my guest. It's been really wonderful. and oh, just mentioning. Welcome. Once again, to the people who are listening via the webcast screen, um, please hop on over to Andrea's website. It's andreabeadle.com. The, the link's on the webcast screen. And check out some of her, her work. She's also a whiz at creating websites as well, which is part and parcel of what she's doing for heart-centered entrepreneurs. Um, so the, there's a lot of uh, talents that Andrea has. We've only touched on some of them today. Have a look too at the Embraced by the Divine website. That's embracedbythedivine.com. And uh, check out whether the book is on pre-order, available to purchase, or uh, if we're still in the pre-launch phase. So it will depend when you're listening to the recording. Whatever time it is, you will be able to connect with us further, either by um, purchasing the book or at least uh, opting in to receive the free gift. And um, then we can let you know as soon as the actual book is ready to, to purchase. So thank you, everyone, for being on today's call. It's been a pleasure having everyone. And thank you, especially, Andrew, for your contribution. You, you were just wonderful. Oh, you're welcome. And if anybody resonates with anything that I've said, you know, feel free to just come across to my website and just drop me a message. I'd love to hear from you. Um, please, please just let, let me know. Um, how how you found that and you know if there's something that that you just want to share with me absolutely definitely and thank you Michelle that's been my pleasure and of course that just reminds me that if people want to contact uh, me to ask or chat or whatever you can do so via the contact uh, us form on the Embrace by the Divine website too so with that I'll draw the call to a close so I'd like to say uh, goodbye to everyone on the call and especially to Andrea and uh, I look forward to connecting with at least some of you again very soon so it's bye from me bye bye